Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the issue of harassment, especially while in college. I will also be sharing a few of my experiences with harassment and how a lot of people's claims of harassment are not taken seriously, in particular, minorities and women. start off by mentioning at the beginning of this episode that I understand that harassment can happen to all races and genders without anything getting done about it. But being a black woman, a part of a 6% minority rate out of college, I want to cover it from that perspective because I want to speak from a point where I understand and from experience. And I also would like to give a possible trigger warning Um, I don't think I'll be discussing anything too deep with harassment, but just in case, I want to put a trigger warning out there for people that don't feel comfortable with the topic of harassment in general. So on Google, um, this is how harassment is defined. It states, harassment covers a wide range of behaviors of an offensive nature. It is commonly understood as behavior that demeans, humiliates, or embarrasses a person and it is characteristically identified by its unlikelihood in terms of social and moral reasonableness. In the legal sense, these are behaviors that appear to be disturbing, upsetting, or threatening. They evolve from discriminatory grounds and have an effect of nullifying or impairing a person from benefiting their rights. When these behaviors become repetitive, they are defined as bullying. The continuity or repetitiveness and the aspect of distressing, alarming, or threatening may distinguish it from insult. So I wanted to provide that definition of harassment because I feel like harassment is something that many people just see as something like sexual assault or teasing and things of that nature, but harassment comes in many forms. And I wanted to cover the topic of harassment because I feel like In the midst of everything going on in the world, that is a topic that is slowly but for surely coming to the surface, especially at my school. And I feel like when it comes to harassment, the resources that are supposed to help us, like law enforcement and medical personnel, choose who to take serious and who not to take serious when it comes to harassment claims. And I personally feel like minorities and women are taken the least serious when it comes to any form of harassment. First, women are already placed in this light where we are seen as being like dramatic. So a lot of the times when it comes to harassment, we aren't taken serious because people believe we're just over-exaggerating. And I think that stereotype really has to stop. Like I understand that some women do lie or tell an over-exaggerated claim of harassment, the same with men, but Not every woman does that. So by categorizing every woman as a liar or just being overdramatic, it puts us in so much danger because for the women that are truly crying out for help are not being heard. Like women who are sexually assaulted or involved in domestic violence, for example, are not taken serious all the time. And especially when we are making claims against people in power. So like, for example, if a star quarterback or famous actor or singer 
or like the most popular guy in school gets accused of harassing or abusing a woman in any particular way, there's a huge chance that he'll get off pretty easy because of his status. And I feel like that's really unfair to their victims. And I'm really just hoping in the future, we start to have people with more empathy in authority position that are willing to actually get as much facts and evidence before just letting someone get off the hook for such horrible actions just because of their status. And sometimes it doesn't even have to do with money or popularity status, but it just has to do with their status of being a man. Men have always been looked at as the greater superior gender than women. And that is not to bash men in any way, but history has shown in more ways than not that men get treated better than women. And there are also just more men in the world in general, which may also be a part of the problem. Um, based off of the Our World in Data website, it states that in all countries, there are more there are more male than female births and the women to men ratio is not equal. So that really says a lot. And but we're in the 21st century now. So it's time for men to stop being placed on a pedestal, even if there are more men in the world. And it's really just time for women and men to just be treated fairly and equally. And you know, like one of the worst things that some women um, not getting taken seriously, one of the worst things about that is that they'll start off getting harassed and try to get help, then nothing is done about it. So then they try to move on and then the harassment turns into abuse. And then that leads to serious injuries or even death. All because they just were not taken seriously to begin with. And that narrative really has to change because so many deaths happen because of this and it could have very easily been avoided had their voices just been heard the first time also you know it's one thing to be black but it's another thing to be black and a woman we fall under two very discriminatory categories which makes our claims of harassment seem less serious and that, and that's why we're just not taken as serious when it comes to everything from jobs to our health and so many other aspects of life. There is a lot of harassment that occurs against Blacks at PWIs, especially women. And actually, really, there is a lot of harassment that occurs against Black people and women specifically at different colleges like HBCUs, too. Like my first semester of college, I actually had to write a proposal essay for my English class. And I wrote mine on how we need more emergency buttons on the University of Florida's campus. And I basically said that the problem in the community of Gainesville is that there are no blue emergency lights on Fraternity Row at the University of Florida, which is one of the main places on campus where emergency blue lights should be placed due to like the open nature of the area, the amount of parties hosted there, and there's a lot of heavy amount of alcohol that gets indulged in that area. Which, by the way, for those of you who don't know, the blue emergency light system, um, it's this tall blue light that says emergency on the side. And if a person is ever in danger on campus, um, they should be able to access one and hit the button that's inside and it's supposed to radio the police to get to your location immediately. And they are supposed to, um, there's supposed to be several of these lights 
all over campus because emergencies can happen anywhere on campus. So anyways, in this paper, I continued on to like just express how college is a place where people come to learn, but also to have fun. But even with the fun aspects of college, safety is still a human right that everyone should be entitled to. And at the University of Florida campus, there has just been some questioning on the safety of students and staff due to there not being emergency blue lights on Fraternity Row. Um, the emergency blue light system was put in place at UF so people on campus could have a quick and direct way to get the police to come to their area during an emergency. And this system really should be in place at all US campuses. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I think the color of the lights are just different based off of what campus it's on. I think ours is blue because our school colors are blue and orange, but I'm pretty sure like I am on Florida State University's campus, which I've been on, I think their emergency light system is like a garnet color since their school colors are garnet, are garnet and gold. But I do believe that pretty much every college campus has the emergency lights, or at least they definitely should if they don't. Um, but for the emergency lights um, at the University of Florida, they did not install them on Fraternity Row. They installed them everywhere on campus except Fraternity Row. And since the University of Florida is so spacious and public, like every part of campus should and definitely needs to have emergency blue lights so everyone has access to safety. And I feel like Fraternity Row is a very crucial part of campus that should have these lights due to like the amount of dangerous activities that happen over there, like, you know, the overindulging of alcohol and, you know, that already will lead to hazing and sexual assault and injuries and even like deaths. And so this issue um, really just needed to be resolved um, to just make sure that safety was given to the students here at UF. And so we, the student body, we were the ones that had to put together a protest and march demanding for blue emergency lights to be installed. And it took several people to step up and share their experience of harassment and assault on Fraternity Row and how there was nothing they could do about it because there wasn't any emergency buttons for them to access. So most of these people that shared their stories were women. And it took weeks and weeks of protesting and marching before the university police announced that they would add four blue emergency light phones on Fraternity Row, which was, again, the only area on UF's campus without them. And there was a bit of an uproar from people on Fraternity Row about it, which alone showed the entitlement of wanting to be free to do whatever you wanted without consequences. And I'm not speaking for everyone, but for the people that found a problem with blue emergency lights being installed on Fraternity Row, I feel like that really screams suspicious for any person that was angered by that movement at all. And a huge demographic of the people at this protest, by the way, were like minority women which again, we have to fight a lot harder to be heard when it comes to things like harassment claims. And there was a lack of men out there fighting for the change, which shows a form of privilege, just like gender privilege. And I also think there should be more black security on college campuses as well. I feel like that's another thing that ties into harassment. Like 
the blue emergency lights, but not only that, but like the physical security that we have. So security and police that are on campuses, I feel like there needs to be more black ones that are patrolling the campuses um, just to help black students feel safer. And I know like there's a saying that says not all skin folk is kin folk basically meaning that just because they look like you and are the same race as you that doesn't mean that they're going to protect you any more than another race would but i feel like myself and other black students would at least feel a little bit more safe dealing with the security or police officer on campus that looks like us and just because they should be able to just relate to us more and empathize with us being a black student and a young adult in america and there were um, a few times where I experienced discrimination and different forms of harassment while in college so far. Um, once um, when I was leaving a meeting for the organization I'm a, I'm a part of called Ladies, um, we had a meeting in a building that had no parking and the nearest parking was like a 15 minute walk away. So nighttime had came by um, the time the meeting was over and I didn't want to walk 15 minutes at night by myself to my car so one of my other friends who is also black was walking with me and then there was a white student as well that was also a part of the organization and she decided to walk with us too and so we're walking and we're talking and we're laughing together and everything and then finally um i just like felt something was just off and me and the other black girl that i was with we kept turning our heads to this open field um and i just finally said out loud i was like are we being followed like i didn't know if it was just in my head like i'm i'm a bit of a person that is paranoid if you guys heard in my um last episode about minority mental health i talked about my anxiety and how i'm a pretty paranoid person so i thought it was just in my mind but no like the other girl that i was with like she's like no like i i felt that way too but i didn't know if like you guys noticed and so um the other girls were like yeah like i feel like we definitely are being followed and we are being followed by a police officer like with every step we made he inched his car up even more and i was just feeling really like paranoid and a little on edge and like finally we made it to my car which was in a parking lot that was very well lit and the police officer he pulled into the parking lot and he rolled down his window and he was a white officer and he looked at us he didn't say anything but he just kept looking at us with like this off looking expression on his face and i i just quickly remember just unlocking my car doors and then me and the two girls we got in my car and like he watched my car the whole time as i was leaving the parking lot and i'm just so grateful that you know as sad as it is to say that there was someone white with us and like because that night I feel like if it would have just been me and the black friend that I that was also with us I feel like if it would have just been me and her I feel like that story could have went very very differently and that cop like he might have not had bad intentions I don't know but it was really scary having him follow us and then roll down his window and watch us like as if he thought we were going to do something so to me like even though he didn't say anything to us like that was a form of harassment because why are you following us and watching us with this suspicious look on your face all while all while we were just like leaving a meeting for our organization 
And um, another incident is when me and my um, black friends, like a few of my black friends, we went to a club near campus. And by the way, I am not a clubber or a partier. It was just like my first month or two into freshman year of college. So I just wanted to see what the club scene was like. And I quickly realized it is not my scene. So um, anyways, one of my friends um, brought one of their white friends to the club with us. And the bouncer, like he literally just skimmed her white friend's ID for like two seconds. He just looked at it and was like, okay, yeah, you're good. But when it came to me and my black friends in particular, my ID, the bouncer was like holding up, holding it up to the light and he was squinting and like bending it and all just to make sure it was real. And I mean, I feel like he might have really went um, extra looking at mine because my ID picture, it was taken when I was 16 with braces on and I look really young for my age. So I like I understand wanting to make sure, but still. I know there are plenty of people out there with fake IDs that never even get suspected of having one. But like this bouncer, he saw a group of black people and decided that he needed to do like a 360 check specifically on our IDs to make sure that they were real. And again, another form of harassment, because for what reason did this man feel like our, ID our IDs could potentially be fake, but the white friend that was with us like he could just glance at it and assume it was real like it's just it was just weird that he did that and it's just yeah <laughs> and the same white male friend that was with us that night anytime he was around he would get too comfortable in our group and he would say like some really off the wall things which again like why would you allow this kind of person to be around us and that's a huge reason why i stopped attending parties and going to the club in the middle of my first semester of college and it's also why i had to just really make a shift in the people i allowed to be in my circle but anyways speaking of going out to clubs and parties i feel like here in gainesville black people definitely get discriminated and harassed more we have to deal with several like microaggressions like for example there are white people here that throw out like completely outrageous parties that won't get shut down but when black people host parties that are of the same level or maybe even a couple levels down from that they get shut down immediately and there was this one party that a group of black students hosted during our first semester and it was at this house and the house that it was hosted at was near houses um that like white fraternities also threw parties at and their parties were never shut down or at least not shut down to my knowledge um but the party that i went to hosted by the black men was shut down and the thing was, it wasn't like an excessive amount of people there. Like y'all know those house parties where it's like ridiculous amount of people out there. It was not even that kind of thing at all. Like it was not a huge like crowd or anything. And so it was a pretty, you know, relaxed party. There wasn't a lot of people. I mean, there was like a nice little crowd, but like it wasn't like a super crowded thing and the music wasn't loud and like most people were in the backyard not even in the house 
so it's not like the house was overcrowded or anything it was like a really laxed party but the next thing we know like the police came in the house and in the backyard with like flashlights pointing at everyone and of course in the very well-known racist and violent events that have happened between black people and the police everyone was freaking out and left but like why are we like why are they even coming to harass us for a party that wasn't even out of control and also again there are white people in houses in that neighborhood that host like super wild parties but they let them host theirs. Like it was just really ridiculous. And I even remember when some of us were walking away from the house after the party got shut down, we were on the sidewalk in front of some of the other houses and there were like some white frat guys and they were coming out and laughing and just being really mocking. And like, they were all like, can we help y'all? Do you go here? And just all types of stuff. So I don't know. It just like, I feel like that was, a form of harassment as well because it was just like for what reason <laughs> did y'all shut this down like for what reason are these guys coming out their house like mocking us and you know basically being like oh haha like y'all's got shut down and ours never get shut down like it was just that was a very interesting night um but i do believe the police can be discriminatory in a sense when they don't shut down black parties as well because like in my third episode about communication i talked about how one of my cousins was in a shooting that happened at a house party and with that house party the police came the first time and knew it was too crowded um but they didn't shut it down they just told people to move their cars out of the road then not too long after the police had left that's when the shooting broke out so had the police shut the party down when they saw how loud and how many people were there that could have been like very much avoided and it was like they just didn't care what happened to them that's why they didn't shut it down so i feel like it's pros and cons to police sh shutting down black parties but what i can say is that police shouldn't just get onto black people hosting house parties and stuff they need to give that same treatment to white people that host parties that are just as crazy as ours and the police need to just look more into how many people are at house parties and how much of a disturbance is it causing no matter what race when deciding if it needs to get shut down instead of just like cherry picking which parties they want to shut down also in my Black Lives Matter episode, I talked about how there were black women um, that are students here um, coming out about being harassed or assaulted on campus. And so you would think that UF would take action to these claims, but they didn't. And why is it that white people here or in general get their claims heard about harassment and things of that nature, but then black people don't? And then people have also said that it's known for the older students here to prey on the younger students. But why is that something that is known here instead of action being taken to resolve or just at least reduce the problem? I feel like black students have to go the extra mile to get their voices heard. Like our black student union had to make an open letter with demands to the university that all students safety and well-being are being taken care of. And they even demanded that some students who have reported claims of harassment and discrimination have their cases be reopened. And 
that they're actually heard. And it's so sad that we have to go this extra step to be heard and taken seriously when it comes to stuff as simple as our safety. There was even like a time where me and my roommates were harassed at our homecoming football game. Um, and so mind you, like I, you know, out of me and the two roommates that I was with, I'm the youngest roommate. Um, so this is my freshman homecoming and I was like, oh wow, like, all right, that's not the best first um, homecoming football game experience, but like it was like we were harassed over a misunderstanding over seats and i was just like why are four i think it was like four big grown men harassing me and my two female roommates that are literally half your size over seats and they just came out of nowhere to our section in the middle of the game and kept provoking us to the point where like security just had to be brought over to our section and one of them they even stood up on the bleacher and basically slightly pushed my roommate out of her seat um causing her to just have to move altogether. and so i'm just glad that we at least had some other guys around us that were able to defend us because like these men like they were truly acting out of control and just all up in our face and everything it was just it was so beyond extra and it was like kind of embarrassing because like everybody around us is just looking like what is going on i was like i don't even know and so um anyways like these last few things um last few incidents that i've brought up so far in this episode were mostly just moments of harassment and discrimination that i faced with a group now i want to just highlight some experiences that i've had with harassment and discrimination directly just towards me so i want to give three prime examples of harassment that i faced at three different points in my life just to show you that like harassment can really just happen starting at any age so first like in middle school um and i touched on this a little bit in my black lives matter episode um there was another white student that i was friends with and one day she anonymously asked me a question on this website um, where you could create a profile and people could ask you questions anonymously so she asked me a question about some personal drama that I was dealing with at the time. And like at first I didn't know it was her because it was anonymous. Um, but then someone brought it to my attention. They were like, no, like that's her. And then I eventually got it out of her to be like, yeah, it's me. Um, so at this point she kept harassing me, asking me questions, just provoking me. Um, and like just all of that stuff just wasn't her business to begin with. So I don't even know why she was doing that or where that even came from. And I just started going back and forth with her at this point um, because enough was enough at that point and I was just like really over it. Um, and the next thing I know, she started making all these claims that I was bullying and harassing her when she was the one that started the entire thing. and. I was the one that take, had to take all the heat for that. So it just really just shows um, a lot about just our system in general, just the unfair treatments of I'm the one being harassed, but now like this white student gets to reverse the roles and make it seem like a whole other thing. And now I'm getting in the most trouble over something that you harassed me over but then um anyways in high school 
there was an incident in one of my classes where a group of white male students started harassing me in class and they just really started saying some degrading things about how they wanted to experiment with being with a black girl and how they wonder what it was like and I really just sat there like trying to smile it off but it was just weird because I'm like what is experiment like I'm not a science project and no black woman in this world should be a science project to see oh let me see let me experiment if being with a black woman is different than being with a white woman like I don't I didn't like that that was really rude and I don't even remember like what started that because I didn't really talk to them like that at all so it was just weird that they even started that and like in those situations you just don't even know what to do because like you just can't even believe that it's happening and one of their other white friends who was a female um she told them to stop but like she kind of said it in like a joking manner like she's like oh like stop haha <laughs> like you know stop like leave her alone whatever and i just i felt like that that made them not care like even less and they didn't take her serious because like her like her saying stop it wasn't in a serious manner so you know i just felt like it was an example of just privilege again and um an example from college or well two examples from college is someone had brought their friend around me and my roommates and their friend was basically harassing us but like mostly me and he just kept trying to be like all up in my space and all up in my roommate's space and just like being very like just doing the most and just trying to like hug me and handshake me like you know give me a handshake and high fives and just all this other stuff but then he just started saying some really off the wall things like things that have like racist undertones to it like he started talking about my acrylic nails and was calling them ghetto and just um all kinds of stuff and which by the way like acrylic nails are not ghetto and mine weren't even that long like that's just such a horrible stereotype like it's just something aesthetically beautiful that some women like to have like it's that was just too much and he proceeded to like try to grab my hand to like touch my acrylic nails and I pulled my hand away because I'm like this dude is crazy like what what are you doing like what is your point like why are you doing all of this right now and then there was even one time where I had um, a professor like try to argue with me about a simple question and then he goes on to get the TA to email me too. So here I am trying to stand my ground to both my professor and TA all because of their lack of communication on an assignment that I just wanted clarity on so I could do my best on it. I just wanted to shed light on the many experiences I've dealt with regarding harassment and how a lot of the harassment I faced is directly tied into discrimination. And I wanted to share because I want people to see that harassment comes in many forms and it is a real issue, especially in college. And it's something that needs to be controlled better and taken more serious. And so um, as you all heard so far in this episode, harassment comes in many forms and I'm going to keep harping on that because I know that, you know, harassment and its real meaning has been misconstrued over the years. And it's just seen as like, oh no, harassment is like something graphic and brutal. No, like harassment comes in all kinds of forms on all different levels of the scale. 
and we don't even realize it sometimes but yeah it's it's definitely in many different forms um, and harassment it's it isn't just something physically done to you it doesn't even have to be verbal but it can just be a certain action or gesture so again harassment can and does happen to all races and genders but it has been shown that women especially minority women are more subject to experience harassment and also just have their harassment claims be completely ignored so my advice for dealing with any form of harassment is just to know your sources um, know your resources um, at your job, at your school, wherever, use them to file reports and to seek support and help. And make sure to keep track of everything. Keeping a track record is so important. Keep records of all harassment, especially if it is with a specific person repeatedly. Um, if you have witnesses, use them to stand your ground and take it to the next level as far as going to court or pressing charges if you have to like if you are not getting heard from you know whoever is in charge of that hr whoever like take it to court do what you have to do um don't give up on your truth even if people don't believe you um and i'm truly just hoping that i will be alive to see this discriminatory and unjust behaviors change this leads me into discussing the important headline segment of this episode. Since this episode is shedding light on harassment, I want to mention the awful murder of the U.S. Army soldier Vanessa Guillen. Um, she had told her family that she was being sexually harassed by a sergeant and she was afraid to report it because past women that reported assaults, they had got dismissed from the army not too long after that um she had went missing and was found murdered and so this is a prime example of women and minorities not getting taken seriously when it comes to harassment and all it took was one person to believe these people were being harassed to prevent a death and this happened in the army so that speaks so much volume on the ongoing issue of harassment all throughout the world I would also like to take the time during this segment to acknowledge civil rights activist John Lewis as he recently passed away. He was a major advocate for black lives and he is one of the greatest civil rights leaders um, of our time. He lived to be 80 years old and so he lived a long and fulfilled life um, fighting for what was right. And one of my favorite quotes by him is, even though I was under arrest, I smiled because I believed we were on the right side of history. You too must find a way to get in the way. And I feel like that's a very powerful mes message. And I wish he could have been able to see America turn a new leaf and have no more discrimination. But who really knows how long that's going to take to happen, if it ever even does. Um, but may your soul rest in peace and empower Mr. John Lewis and also to Vanessa Guillen. Now into the inspirational segment. The Motivation Monday quote of the week was, never stop doing your best just because someone doesn't give you credit. This quote I feel like has so much power behind it because a lot of people look for validation rather they realize it or not. Um, as soon as someone accomplishes something, they're posting it on social media and waiting for a hand clap of praise, but that is not always going to be the case at all. 
you have to understand that you will not impress everyone in this world which is something very hard for me to accept that I've been learning to accept because I've always just wanted to be that person that I wanted to impress everybody but I had to realize that you just can't impress everybody like everybody's not going to be interested in what you do um like no matter how successful you become at something like you just will not ever be able to impress everybody um so you have to just find it in yourself to be proud of you and to validate and and congratulate yourself because at the end of the day we are our own biggest supporters and I also wanted to share this to go with this episode because I feel like when people deal with harassment, especially harassment that's due to the color of their skin or because of their gender, you begin to feel unmotivated because your credit is being downplayed at this point. And I just feel like that's not okay at all and your credit shouldn't be downplayed at all because of that, which is why you have to learn to just self-validate for those kind of people out there that's going to discriminate against you. Um, but never let anyone dim your light, no matter if you are black, white, Asian, male, female, none of those things matter. And just keep your eyes on the prize and remember your self-validation will always matter more than the ones of others. Um, most people wish that they could do what you're doing, but they haven't. So they take that out on you and they try to bring you down. Um, in the caption that I wrote for this Motivation Monday quote, I mentioned that real recognizes real. And I also mentioned that sometimes people give up on their dreams. So now they're trying to make you give up on yours. And I firmly stand with that because real authentic people support other real authentic people. So, you know, people who are real, they're not jealous. They don't have envy in them. They're going to support you. And people who live to see people's downfalls are the very people who had a vision and a dream and they gave up on it. And so now they're putting that on you and they want you to give up. But never let anyone have that type of power over you. Keep your foot on the gas pedal always. And even through my various experiences that I've shared with you guys and even the ones that I didn't share with you guys, I will never let that define who I am. So never let any experiences, including assault, harassment, and discrimination define you because you are bigger than your trauma. Rewrite your definition and take back your power and realize, you know, you're made for this thing called life and just own your journey and your unique path. That is all for today's episode of Talks with Tatiana. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at TalksWithTatiana underscore, on Facebook at TalksWithTatiana, and on Twitter at TalkWithTatiana, without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind, and keep fighting the good fight.